All right, let's just do the damn thing, Jason. All right. Let's just jump right in here. Back on the air, baby dolls. My name is Darian. I've returned for another week of horror horse shit. My main man, Jason Harrell, is in the house. What it do? What's going on, Jason? Oh, another uh, exciting week. I've officially been back to work uh, one week and one day now. Oh, no. Uh, my math is wrong. Sorry, I called in on day three. <laughs> <laughs> that a boy. I was driving through the North Valley. Yeah. Now, it's a, you know, with the way I drive, it's an hour and 45 minute com- okay. commute one way. Right. By the time I'm 35 minutes into that drive, it was snowing like shit, man, yeah. in the North Valley. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm less than 60 days from retirement. Yeah. Why, why in the fuck, fuck am I going to do this? I've seen too many cop movies where the yeah. guy gets killed right before he retires. <laughs> yeah. Don't fuck around. I flipped a bitch as slowly as I could and uh, made my way on home. That a boy, Jason. So, yeah, back at work and uh, let's see. Uh, that's about it. That's it? That's yeah. all you got? That's all that's, I'm doing? Yeah. Working, coaching flag football. Yeah. That's my that's my whole life right on there. On a bit of a streak, though. I am won three in a row nice like i know what i'm doing all of a sudden yeah i got some stud kids out there is what it is yeah yeah juicing them up giving I, them I, you know <laughs> giving them a little roy, I, I bring little a roy little, treatment I, I bring a six-pack of monster energy with me <laughs> <laughs> i've been known to dabble a little bit uh wife was out of town this last week nice last weekend yeah uh made a uh living room fort for the kids to sleep in mm-hmm. that was great uh i didn't sleep in it i tried to yeah i give i I could fit in it, but not comfortably. I'm still laying on the fucking floor, man. Yeah. They can do, when you're a kid, you can do that. Yeah. Your skeletons are, like, malleable, and you can, you know, <laughs> You're adapt. still made of silly putty. Pretty much, you mm-hmm. know. You'll just melt into anything. Yeah. When you're old, like us, oh, the fucking waking up, and the creaks, and the cracks, and the bullshit. Yeah. Here I am trying to be a good dad, and I'm paying the price for it. I wake up in pain from a multi-thousand dollar bed. Nice. There's no way that I could sleep on the floor. Well, you're much older than I am. It would be crippling. It would be. I wouldn't say much. <laughs> you're, you're hot on my tail. Physically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Physically, yeah. I'm I about, got you there. I'm about 90. Uh, there you have it. Well, we have a real horror show to get into here, Jason. Not just me Not complaining. Not just my back. <laughs> just us complaining about our skeletons. <laughs> We got horror news and listener mail. How about a little horror news, Mr. Harrell? (laughs) Horror news. Yes, sir. What you got? 
One little nugget slid in at the wire. Uh, let's see. Usually they slide out. <laughs> Evil Dead Rise officially announced for 4K and Blu-ray on June 27th. I'm into it. Uh, previously, up till that announcement, um, the 4K release was only uh, in foreign markets. Oh. For whatever reason. Bullshit. Yeah, I ordered mine from Amazon UK, and now I've got a U.S. release coming. Awesome. There you have it. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good, buddy. Uh, Looking forward to seeing that again, though. Yeah. I I took the kids to see, uh, during our big Bachelor weekend, I took the kids to see Mario, Super Mm -hmm. Mario. Yeah. Uh, Tried to talk them into seeing Evil Dead Rise. I could see that they were probably torn. Very, very torn. Deacon was into it. Daphne said no can do. Yeah. Yeah. Bum me, bum me out, man. The Mario movie looks pretty fun. It's very Game of Thronesy, which really, yeah. I mean, Didn't... not with the incest or the Walking Dead. Oh, well, but, then who cares? I mean, but there's it's a whole thing. But uh, anyway, uh, trailers are up for Meg Two. Nice. This one is going to include dinosaurs. <laughs> oh boy! Did you ever see Meg One? I believe I did. I did not. Yeah, Do... I, I'm. Is that? Now, is that the Jason Statham one? Yeah, I believe so. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, Meg, Meg to the Trench, it's called. <laughs> sounds gripping. <laughs> sounds like a, sounds like something you'd find in your backyard, really. <laughs> or it's a, it's, it's a biography about just some blown-out prostitute. Meg, <laughs> the Meg, trench. the Trench. <laughs> it's Megan to you, you fucker. Uh, what else do we have here? A Halloween, Halloween board game is going to be released this fall from Trick or Treat Studios. Again... Yes. I will probably buy the goddamn thing. It's not already pre-ordered? I'm, no, I haven't had time to, but if when I do, I will probably jump on that one. Uh, what else we have here? Stranger Things, the final season, mm-hmm. has been paused due to the writer strike. Oh, for fuck's sake. Dude, you can't. You don't have time. You don't have time. Uh, these kids are like in their early 30s at yeah, this point. They, they're aging out. And you can only do so much with that digital de-aging bullshit yeah <laughs> they did that in it uh i don't know man um they were already saying i, I would because i just finished rewatching um the the series mm-hmm. and uh so then i looked up when the estimated release date would be right and they're like uh late 24 maybe sometime 25 and now paused even paused what what does that even mean though paused 2027 probably sure <laughs> sure <laughs> We're going to have to get the kids of those kids in there to play those roles. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. Lastly, I don't know how I feel about this. Carl Urban is in talks to play Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat 2. Hmm. He seems a bit old. Yeah, a little old for Johnny Cage. Yeah, that's that's my concern. He doesn't really have that kind of flashy Hollywood bravado. You got to be a bit of a dick. I think Van Damme could still pull it off. (laughs) You think so? I think he could. Why not? I mean, you know, he, he's, he's, he's kind of got the movie star look about him still. He, look, he didn't look that bad in, uh, what was it, The Expendables? I think we should get Nicolas Cage. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> that was a fatality. <laughs> okay. Take your face off. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, enjoy it. That is, all of his fatalities are just peeling faces <laughs> off. <laughs> That's all we got on Horror News, you maniac. How about some listener mail? Let's see what I've been photoshopped onto this week. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Listener mail. All right. Let's see here. Looks like we got uh, Tony coming in from Southern California. Hey, yo, Tony. Now, he used the newly instated three on a meat hook uh, form that you can oh, fill out. Okay. That, how else would I describe that? It's basically just a contact form. And then you it, it automatically uh, sends whatever you type in there to an email. Yeah. So basically, there, there you have it. So you don't want to email us. You just want to get us your, your meat hook. Just click the meat hook link on the Padded Room podcast page. Mm-hmm. Fill out the Fill information it out. there. You're good to go. And there it is. Here comes Tony's three on a meat hook. Uh, three on a meat hook, foreign horror movies. Trying not to pick high tension as I could pick that movie for a lot of lists. Number three, Big Tits Zombie. Why have I not heard of Big Tits Zombie? Also known as Big Tits Dragon. Now, that's a bit of a leap. <laughs> yeah, how do you go from, from that to the zombie other? Zombie to dragon with big tits, I don't know. Or Hot Spring Zombie versus Stripper 5. A lot of titles there. I don't exactly know what this is, but I think we need to do some research. Okay, did the research. There is a one-minute clip on YouTube that you can watch. He sent a link. Hmm. Very nice. Number two, Wreck. This one is pretty good. Shaky cam done right. Number one, The Host. It's a giant squid and it's America's fault. Have you seen The Host? Yeah. That's a good one. We saw that at uh, Garcia's house. We did. Yep. Yeah, that's a good show. It's more, I thought it was more of a comedy, actually. Right on, Tone. Thanks for uh, getting in there with your meat hook. He came in again, this time on the regular email. Uh, no, con- Oh, subject line. I don't think that's a subject line. These are kind of weird the way they come in. But anyway... Uh, of course, Darian would think that any movie spoken at least partly in Spanish is Mexican. <laughs> All right. Guilty as charged. I think that does officially qualify me as a racist. Does it not? <laughs> it fucking well should if it doesn't. Um, is Mexican. This is a German film, by the way. Luz is a hot mess. It doesn't help the director went with German, Spanish, and English. It also didn't help that not everything was subtitled. I got really lost following along during the scene when Luz was hypnotized and the interpreter wouldn't translate for the cop. You can't have a scene where up to five people are talking and don't subtitle all the dialogue. Most of that was subtitled for me. Me too. So maybe wherever you were watching it, the the subtitles were just off or something. It could be. I don't know, Tone, but uh, I got the full subtitles. Yeah, because I caught the context of the whole thing, why he wouldn't translate because it was blasphemous. Right. Um. It, and I could definitely read what she was saying. Me too. Get it together, Tony. <laughs> oh, here comes a brand new listener. <laughs> hey Say hello to Malik Najik Johnson, everybody. Oh, man. Has he resurfaced? <laughs> he has. Uh, he must have been bored at work today. Uh, <laughs> Malik at blackemailsmatter.com. <laughs> Loving it. Oh, that Malik. He's a card. Here we go. I'll do my best uh, slang for you. Hey, what it do, D-Dizzle? This your boy Malik Najik Johnson. Of course, don't be calling me boy just because I'm your boy, you feel me? Beyond that, we be straight. Listen, man, I may be kind of going away for a bit for some bullshit I ain't do. So I just want you to know, man, that if it take chiseling out a hole and crawling through a sewer... Excuse me, through a sewer pipe to get back out uh, out to the streets just to hear your show. That's exactly what the homie gonna do. You feel me? I feel you. Ain't nothing gonna keep me from getting my PRP on, dog. That's how a padded room life would do. 
All right, homie, I got to bounce. My cousin tried typing for me since I ain't exactly what you call a word wordsmith. <laughs> Being dead, I dropped out of that bullshit in school into third grade. Into <laughs> third grade, huh? Peace in chicken grease, D. Dizzle, Malik Najik Johnson. Man. My man. <laughs> Haven't heard from him in a long it's time. It's been a minute. I love me some Malik Najik. Right on, dudes. Uh, we got some voicemails to get into here. Uh, good job on the Ebonics, by I the way. I try. Yeah, you did good. I you did. sounded straight up from the hood. Did I? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work on that. Maybe I'll put some, I don't know, some more bass in my voice. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Maybe sound a little less prepubescent. <laughs> Watch a few uh, Vanilla Ice interviews. That's what it is. That's what I got to do. Get your Caucasian <laughs> hood talk going. Jay, let's start things off in beautiful downtown Anderson, Indiana. Coop Newcomb in the house. Hi. Good evening, Darian. Good evening, Jay. Good evening, Hello. Cooper. Well, um, thought I'd call in real quick before I end up forgetting again. Mm. Um, the uh, three on a meat hook. So they are uh, foreign, uh, foreign horror movies. Um, anyway, for number three. Out of Japan, I have uh, Audition, oh. and I'd never seen that before until, what was it, last year, year before? Right on. When you did a uh, podcast on it, and I ended up watching it afterward, and that man, that was, that was a pretty good one. I liked that. Yeah. Um, number two, uh, out of South Korea is uh, Train to Busan. Of course. Which I think everybody and their brother seen. Uh, thought it was done pretty well. Yeah. Love those uh, zombies. Pretty mm-hmm. entertaining. Good gore. And uh kind of struggling. I thought I was going to have this as like a straight Asian list, but uh I ended up remembering hmm. one I believe Serbia you bomb. covered. Yeah. I know Tim not real long ago, a few months ago, he talked about it. What you got? He had mentioned it anyway, and I just, I just popped in my head. I really enjoyed this when I watched it. Okay. It was out of Norway. There's one called Troll Hunter. Yeah. And, uh, that is a good one. It wasn't like the the greatest special effects on Earth. Uh, it granted, bad. it's a little older, but I, I thought it was a pretty cool storyline. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoyed it from start to finish. So uh, that would be my number one. And on Educate, I am effing clueless. I have no idea. Oh, I am a failure, Darian. As you, you are know. a failure. Anyway, you guys have a good night. <laughs> Cooper, Bye. you disappoint me. Right on, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Have you seen Troll Hunter, Jason? No. That's a pretty good show. Is it? Found footage, uh, mockumentary style. Yeah. I've, um, heard, I've heard some re- reviews on it. It's uh, it's definitely worth a watch. They do. They take a very different ap- approach to trolls. I have really been struggling for several months now to even bring myself to watch any f- like foreign, foreign films. films. I yeah. get that. It's taxing because you you have you can't watch passively. You have to sit down and you have to fucking focus yeah. and read those goddamn subtitles. Damn reading. Like, Who the fuck? God <laughs> damn it, man. Sick of it. Right on. Thanks for calling in, Coop. Let's get down to our main man in Alabama. Alan's in the house. Alan. Padded room. What's, What's up, up, Alan? Hope everybody's doing good. I got no complaints. So, um, the new Terror Dome, I know I mentioned something about woman Sammy Kerr. Mm. I think oh, yeah. Come on. I want Jimmy Bone. Oh, Jimmy Bones. Bones. A.K.A. Big Motherfucking Snoop Dogg. <laughs> anyway, uh, meet foreign language films. 
give me. I loved like French New Wave gore and stuff. Sure. Um, oh God, there's a lot of them. I know my number one is Inside. Okay. Uh, number two, I guess, would be High Tension. Yeah, I figured that. And number three, High Tension's a good one. Best foreign language films. Um, I know that they were dubbed in English, but they're so far, and I'm going to go with Lucio Fulci's Cat in the Brain. I love Fulci. Oh, okay. That's anyway, wild. Mr. Darian, That's are you Dark Shadows? Oh, he's got uh, me again. Have a good one. Talk to y'all later. <laughs> Bye. Damn it, See Alan's you. on a roll. Alan doing a deep dive on the foreign language. Yeah, inside's good. It is. Uh, uh, I don't, I just can't, I can't rewatch High Tension as, as much as I used to think i could i think i just finally burnt myself out on it a bit did you watch it a lot yeah it's a good a show it's plus it, show. it doesn't help that it's like always playing on like pluto TV that's true and, it gets it gets run quite yeah. a bit right on alan thanks for calling in here comes mr tom hardy hey yo hey yo padded room how's my favorite degenerate this week? fair to midland oh, okay I hope everyone is doing good i wanted to get in real quick uh, speak with you about the uh, meat hook there, foreign language film. Yeah, what do you think? I assume we're not going to include uh, like the giallo slashers that sure. are kind of half foreign language, you half uh, Italian. I mean... So uh, let me give you my list, not including that. All right, um, fair enough. You know, I think uh, probably the, one of the best movies that I'm probably never going to watch again was uh, Let the Right One In. Okay. I, always, mm-hmm. I think that's such a great movie, so, so well shot, uh, great story and all that, but uh, it's one of those flicks that kind of like The Witch, you know? Maybe you watch it two times every ten years, but you don't really do it intentionally. That's but, true. Uh, yeah, I'd say the, that. Um, I'd say Wreck, number two. Sure. That was a good flick. Good uh, and good. then... Uh, Number one's got to be uh, trained to Busan. I mean, that's—I I have a feeling you're going to be getting a lot of those this, this sure week. Sure am. Uh, also, uh, I wanted to get in on the "What are you looking at?" department. Yeah, what do you got, um, buddy? I got to catch the uh, the Thing prequel. Okay. I've actually never seen it. What'd you think uh, of meant that? To, uh, meant to do it when you guys were uh, doing it a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was all right. I don't know. It just. One of the things I really felt that it missed was the the paranoia of the original. Uh, You just didn't get the paranoia that you got in the original. Agreed. I'm not sure uh, exactly why. I mean, I know people talk about the CGI at the end, but whatever. You know, it's CGI of that era, I guess. So, whatever. I didn't think it was all that bad. Okay. I also got to catch this uh, Alfred Hitchcock flick, Marnie. Hmm. Um, I'd say Stay Away, not a horror film. It's oh, okay. supposed to be a suspenseful thriller, but it's kind of of that era where it's like, ah, I don't think so. It's not for me. Um, final thing, I don't know uh, who you are there, Mr. Darian. All right. So with that being said, I'll just uh, walk out. Love you like family, and bye now. Love you too. Smoochy boochie. Thanks for calling in, Tom Hardy. <clears throat> yeah, man. Uh... It's interesting that he chose to put the let the right one in on the on the list of movies that you do, you just don't watch that often. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, it's very drab. 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's a heavy flick. If you jump in at the wrong spot, you're probably going to find it more depressing than anything else, right? <laughs> like, especially at the beginning when he's getting bullied and all that shit. Yeah, ah. um, yeah, I could definitely agree with him on that one. Yeah. It, it is heavy. As much as I really like it, and it's really good, it is a heavy movie. Yeah. Uh, the Witch, I'll rewatch that thing a lot. Uh, De- deliberately. Yeah, I mean... I think I've seen it maybe four times. Yeah, The Witch. I like it. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But that's again, that's kind of an active watch because that. But, but despite the fact that it's in English, you kind of need the subtitles because <laughs> those motherfuckers with their accents and their dialects. Yeah. Oh hey, hey, hey yo, oh hey, hey yo, hey. <laughs> let's just all calm down here with it. <laughs> He's going full blown Tony Danza. Oh Dan's no, over here. hey Inge, what are they talking about, huh? <laughs> Right on, Tom Hardy. Thank you guys for calling in. Uh, I'm gonna, Alan. I'm gonna put you down for Jimmy Bones in this upcoming Terradone tournament. So are you, you're locking that in. It's um, I'm locking it in. It's what was it it's again? Gonna be Single a, movie. It's gonna be characters? a one-off. Yeah. Okay. So any mo- any character you want from a horror movie, non-franchise, okay. which means one appearance only. Alan, I'm putting down for Jimmy Bones. Have you ever seen Bones? No. You've never seen Bones. The Snoop Dogg horror. I have a zero desire to watch that. Oh, Jason. It's terrible. <laughs> oh. It is It is. So terrible. what you're telling me is I need a box set and a steel book. <laughs> I mean. ASAP. If there was some kind of a packaging <laughs> situation where it came with like a pimp cane and a yeah. half-rolled joint. I don't know, but it is. I, I, I wouldn't say it's so bad it's good, but it is very bad. And... Um, Snoop Dogg, God bless him. He's just not an actor. I mean, he, if he's playing Snoop Dogg, it's fine. And he kind of is. In, right. As Jimmy Bones. I yeah. would imagine. So, I don't know, man. That's just me. It's uh, right on, Alan. I'm locking you in. And we will convene later on who else is taken. Yeah, I'll have to think about who's going to be in that. I got I got my eye on a few dudes. Yeah. But I'm not going to. I don't want to give anybody else any ideas. Okay. So, I'm going to keep it quiet. You ready to get into a movie, amigo? You bet. Let's drop it. Yeah, it's Lose. It is. From 2018. <clears throat> 5.4 stars on IMDb. This film is not rated. Written and directed by Tillman Singer. Stars Luana Veles, Johannes Benecki, and Jan Bluthart. Sounds Spanish. Now, listen. <laughs> Clearly, I made a mistake in my recollection of this film. <clears throat> there is some Spanish spoken in the movie. Is it Mexican? No. There was one Taco Bell scene. I don't recall a Taco Bell scene. <laughs> oh, my bad. Um, this is 
predominantly German, I would say. More German than anything else. And to be honest with you, I remembered liking this movie a lot. So much so that I went out and got a limited edition Blu-ray. Yes. Because that's how I roll. How do you feel about that purchase? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In hindsight, uh, I understand why I liked it. It doesn't mean that I still like it for the same reason. So... We're going to kind of be all over the place with this one, inmates. And the reason for that is because this movie is all over the place. So just bear with us, all right? We start off in Cologne, Germany. And in a seemingly very docile police department, or what I thought was a police department, maybe a mental hospital or something to that effect. And we see a uh, young lady walk in, and she's talking to herself, and she keeps asking herself, Is this what you want to do with your life? Is this where you want to go? And then she screams at the poor schmuck there at the front desk. And then she's taken back and uh, kind of held for questioning, I would say, because I believe a police detective does get involved in this process at one point. Policia. Policia. And then more professionals get involved, which leads me to believe that there's not a whole lot going on in Cologne, Germany most of the time. (laughs) Because... We brought in some professionals, and really, this is somebody that we would find on the street here in the United States, and just tell them to shove off back (laughs) down the road. Kick some rocks. (laughs) Go scream at somebody else, you whack job. Uh, Instead, they take her in, and then they kind of ask, she's beat up. I would say she's a fairly attractive girl, although she's seen better days, that's for sure. Um, She's got uh, some scarring on her face and fresh wounds, and... uh, Eventually, she's interviewed by the police detective, who is just a mountain of a woman. Her name is Detective Bertilio, Bertilion, and um, if this movie were made today, I would say that she is probably a dude tr- transitioning, or <laughs> a dude probably has a cock. That's what I, was, <laughs> what I would say. Ill penis. That's to put it plainly. Yes, she probably has a wiener on her. Uh, I don't think she does, though, because this was made in 2018. She's just a German bull of a woman, Mm -hmm. I would say, and very dominant and, yes. And German. And German to that. Probably much smaller if she were actually Spanish. Probably, probably much more attractive. I don't want to, you know, I'm not, the Germans are a lovely people from what I understand, and (laughs) their women are very handsome. (laughs) (laughs) Tall and burly. And uh, probably beat you in an arm wrestling contest. Uh, so from there, without further, you know, mention of anything, we're going to cut across town to a guy having a drink at a bar and, a what I would say a pretty hot, attractive, uh, young lady, um, not necessarily throwing herself at him, but she's very interested in this dude. Uh, so trying guy, desperately to make some small talk. Very, and this guy's just a cock knocker about it. Well, I mean... Clearly, he's not interested in getting his dick sucked. Uh, that's what I would say. Very clearly. Because if he was, he would at least regale this young lady. She's hot. She's a redhead. Uh, nice little, uh, I don't know, like a push-up bra thing going on. And she just comes bouncing right over to him. Hey, I saw you have a pager. Hey, what are you, a doctor or something? And <laughs> Yeah, the pager's just a, a telltale sign for... Clearly a professional in clearly the medical field. in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck? 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe things are different in Germany. Yeah, I don't a know. little behind the times. Uh, but she's just trying to get this guy to talk to her. So, oh, he's like, no, I'm a therapist. And uh, in the meantime, she is proceeding to line up a all-you-can-eat buffet of the fruitiest drinks I've ever seen in my life. We got umbrellas. We got celery stalks. We got like light blue liquids and she's hitting them with salt and putting in at one point she opens up her little necklace charm and there's apparently cocaine in there because she takes a bump off of that and our uh therapist here he's got like the nitro i guess nitro pills the little tiny ones for like a heart Heart condition condition or something like that so uh that's all well and good find out this dude is a therapist and our hot redhead is like oh well, my girlfriend needs a therapist. Uh, she's got like a, uh, a special condition. And then from there, we kind of go back to, we're going to jump in between these two scenarios quite a bit in the first act of the movie. Uh, we go back to the questioning of the chick that was screaming at the front desk guy. Um, she is pretty banged up and the police are very interested in what happened to her and what happened to somebody else that was in her cab. We find out she was a cab driver. Her name is Luce, as the title of the movie would suggest. And she's pretty banged up, and she's not exactly coherent at this time. So at this point, our uh, strapping female police detective calls our therapist, who is across town at the bar. And that's when his pager goes off, and that initiates the conversation with the, re- the hot redhead. Um, the therapist kind of stalls. He doesn't call back the pager number just yet because he's, you know, chatting up the redhead and getting hammered at the same time. Um, the redhead then goes on to explain that her girlfriend has this problem, problem slash ability. Now, if the, I think this is what I enjoyed the most about this movie the first time that I watched it. I couldn't figure out what the hell it was about. <laughs> That's you know? what that's what you enjoy. That's what I like a movie that goes that way. If it's in the horror section, I'll watch it. And I don't want like you with the trailers. If I the least I know about it walking in, the better mm-hmm. off I am usually. So I'm thinking, okay, this is some kind of a you know bait and switch where she's going to cut his dick off or some shit like that. But she's going on to explain how she met the girlfriend, and uh, it's a very strange scenario about how. She got her pregnant friend drunk, and they were. She was laying naked in a circle of salt, and that's when she called me the first time. And I got there, and everybody. She freaked right out, and I sat up, bolt upright, and I said, "Hey, come give me a kiss." And then, as soon as I saw her, I fell in love. And you know, if 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 you're a horror dork, or if you read the synopsis of this film, you got a pretty good idea what we're what we're dealing with here. Um, if you don't, then you're going to be like, wait, so there was some kind of a, okay, circle of salt, that sounds kind of like some kind of weird ritualistic It's about thing. The, at this point that I text Darian and I'm like, are you sure I'm watching the right movie? <laughs> Everyone is speaking German. <laughs> and he's like, no, there's some Spanish in there. And it didn't help that there was another movie called Luz that is Spanish completely spanish yeah. but seems very homoerotic uh yeah i didn't recommend that one i'm glad i didn't start out on um uh, well the odd part is there's another movie called lose that is in spanish and is a horror film it's about a cult that abducts uh kids and takes them out in the span or the mexican hills for their Jeez. weird compound yeah um 
I watched, it's called Lou's Flower of Evil. Mm -hmm. And I watched that one thinking it might have something to do with this, but it does not. There's no no tie-in at all whatsoever. So, regardless, our hot chick is throwing herself at our... uh, our therapist, as we continue on into the uh, the saga of what's going on with the the questioning. So this is when we get a little backstory of what actually happened with Luz and how she got all beat up and what's going on. So we know that she's a cab driver. Her cab is missing. She still kind Did of... Did she lose it? She may have loosed it. <laughs> uh, it's Her cab is missing. We suspect there may be a... It may have been an auto accident... So then we get into the questioning of who was in your cab, what happened, and how, what the fuck, what's going on here. Then we're going to cut back to our hotel situation where I feel like our hot redhead has finally convinced the therapist to, at the very least, let her jerk him off in the bathroom. Very violently. Oh, that was a very aggressive jerking. I don't know that there was any jerking actually happening. Because she, he follows her into the bathroom, and she, like, gives him the fuck-me eyes, and she, like, saunters over. And then I think she just, like, put out a hand for a handshake. I thought she grabbed his hand. She said, like, hand me your hand. Yeah. And then I thought she basically took his hand and gave herself a good diddle. Okay. Uh, I couldn't really that, tell you if, can't he really was, make it out. if he was getting any reciprocation there. I hope so. It was more of a... <laughs> Just a ultra violent. I mean, it throws him into like a full on, like somebody hooked the car battery up to yeah. him or something. Because he just then he like flops back into the corner, and then she kind of like kisses him for a second, but like her mouth starts to glow, and then he just slumps slumps over. Well, actually, she slumps over. She slumps she? over. So okay, now if you're doing the math on this, then you know what just happened. I'll give you a better snapshot of it at the end. A lot of it is hard to explain. Now we're going to cut back to our questioning process. So now, Jason, our therapist actually gets called into the interrogation area. They have like a whole thing going on. This is a big production for the police department of Cologne. Mm -hmm. They bring in an interpreter because Luz only speaks Spanish. We find out she's Chilean. Uh, We bring in our therapist. And he is apparently a hypnotherapist. So mm-hmm. he's going to hypnotize her. And we're going to recreate the events of that evening. Find out what happened to her cab. Who was in it. What the fuck is really going on. <clears throat> so this part I thought was actually pretty cool. The way they shot this. Yeah. Uh, they kind of set up like a little f- fake car there. Using a couple of folding chairs. And a, a rear view mirror. Rear view mirror. Hanging yeah. from a like a microphone stand. Mm-hmm. And uh, they put her under, and then she begins, like, basically uh, replaying the events of the evening. So, and as they they shot this in a way so that these events are basically recreating themselves there in this interrogation room situation. So, uh, she, like, snaps into her hypnosis, and then she starts the car, lights a cigarette, drives. Like, you can see her, like, with the gear shift and the gas and the brake, and then... uh, She's waiting for a fare outside of her airport, out of, outside of the airport, and this is when our hot redhead comes into play. Uh, apparently, she was the one in the cab when whatever happened happened. So, Luz picks up the redhead from the airport, and we discover that these two actually went to, to school together back in Chile. It was a Catholic girls' school, 
And via some dialogue here, we're going to discover that there was some weird shit going on at this Catholic girls' school. A fair bit of weird shit. Uh, what we discover is that there was a, a third girl named Margarita, and Luz convinced her that she was pregnant, and that she could help her with the pregnancy if Margarita would allow Luz to conduct some kind of black magic summoning ritual with her. And that's basically what happened. She. This is where we get the recreation of what the hot redhead was saying in the bar about the, the naked pregnant girl drunk in a circle of salt with a bunch of candles. And Luz made up this weird kind of blasphemous Lord's Prayer, but like uh, very adolescent. How did it go? Uh, our Lord, you're a dick. Uh, you like sniffing panties or something. <laughs> something will, about an old person's crotch. I will be done in Grandpa's crotch. Yeah. Uh, your kingdom stinks as something. I don't. I can't remember it, but it was very silly. Yeah, it was. And uh, it gets repeated over and over. And this is where our interpreter, who is in an adjacent sound booth, is like, I'm not going to repeat this. It's blasphemous. Mm-hmm. So good for him. Way to stand your ground there. Uh, uh, from there, uh, we... They kind of give us a snapshot of what happened. So the demon reveal. Okay, so the, the hot redhead was her name is Nora, and she kind of got very accusatory with Luz about what happened with Margarita there in the girls' school in the cab, which led Luz to crash the cab. Um, I guess somewhat kill Nora, who was the hot redhead, which allowed the demon to possess Nora's body. From there, the the demon slash Nora went to the bar because I guess it knew the chain of events that was coming. I think it's I don't I, it's a bit of a stretch. Um, hey, you, you probably have noticed I'm quite quiet through this whole thing because you don't know what the fuck is going on. Or am I, I wrong? I honestly just didn't even care. Okay, it just it got to a point where I'm like I don't even care what's going on okay um so yeah i'm just listening i'm taking it in because maybe it will make me care this is this is my interpretation i could be wildly off base here so at this point the demon has possessed nora's body nora presumably is dead from the car accident Mm -hmm. and taken nora to the bar where the demon i guess knows that the therapist is there and knows what Luz is about to do so from there, that's where we kind of catch up, where Nora jerks off the therapist and jumps into his body, I think. Or maybe sticks a finger up his butt or something. Yeah, it definitely was like a, a transference. Sure. And now the therapist slash demon is there in the interrogation room with Luz. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of weird shit going on and a lot of weird imagery. We're about to go into full flash dance mode here for a second because... Uh, once the, the hypnotic recreation of the car accident occurs, there's like a fiery crash that takes place in the interrogation room, which causes smoke to go everywhere. Now, the detective is there, and she's like, okay, uh, I don't know, let's get everybody out of here. The, therap- the, the therapist is there, and he's like, no, 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 we can't disrupt the process. The interpreter is officially freaked out because of all the religious things going on and Lou's kind of getting into what happened with Margarita. Is the hypnotherapist naked at this point? Not yet, but he okay. will be very soon. All right. And I'm not sure that makes a lot of sense, but okay. Uh, so at this point, the, the 
police detective is like, no, I'm moving her. And the therapist jumps up and, like, puts a hand on her. Now the therapist has, like, scorpion, like, plain white eyeballs. Puts a hand on the therapist's forehead, and that makes her eyeballs go completely black. And he's like, no, you're not going to move her. I need you to cooperate with me. I'm going to need your help here in a minute, so just chill out. And then the, the detective is like, okay, I'll do what you say. The guy in the sound booth, the translator, is completely freaked out by all of this shit. And he's thinking, oh, fuck this. This is insane. From there, we get even more reenactment of what actually happened back at the Catholic school. Uh, the demon ended up possessing Margarita. And then I'm, gonna par- I'm just going to blaze through this because there is a lot of nonsensical in- imagery and a lot of things that I am is com- purely conjecture on my part. I'm just trying to make sense of some of this. Sure. Uh, what I got gathered from all this was that in Luce's um, attempt to do whatever back at the Catholic school, she invited the demon into Margarita's body, which the demon possessed, and then um, basically the demon fell in love with Luz at that point. Margarita was then kicked out of the Catholic school because the demon was acting like a fucking asshole uh, in her body. Um, we do get to see what I believe was an underage young lady naked. I'm pre- I don't think that actress was of age. That could just you be You don't me. think so? I don't think so. I could be wrong. I don't know. A little, oh, unco- little I thought, uncomfortable. I thought she was of age. Okay. I hope you're right because I don't want to be indicted or <laughs> be accused of owning anything. Right. <laughs> um, so from there, the demon slash Margarita and Luz were separated. The demon from that point has gone on a full-on body-hopping campaign trying to track Luz down so that they could be together again. Now, at this point, the demon slash therapist is doing his damnedest to, like, recreate again the car crash. So to do so, it's stri- the guy takes all of his clothes off and gets into full drag wearing Nora's old clothes and then gets in the fake car behind Luz so that they could have this big falling out uh, as Nora and Luz. Not, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think Luz knew the demon was in Nora at this point. I, don't, I can't say for sure. But basically what it boils down to is the demon makes a full confession. Yes, I, uh, I'm a, I love you. I got to get, get with you. And uh, Luz is like, no, you drove me insane and you killed Margarita. And he's like, you told me to take possession of Margarita. You knew what was going to happen when I did that. And then the big lover spat. And uh, to make a long story short, they kind of reconcile. The interpreter guy comes out and like bashes the, uh, inter- the therapist over the head with a typewriter or something like that, which knocks him out. The interpreter guy, though, goes to, like, escape, but the cop shoots the interpreter guy and kills him. But then I think he lives because he does, like, a voiceover thing at the end. Uh, but to make a long story short, the demon jumps back. They, finally, they, it, like, remanifests as a young, nubile margarita, naked and somewhat bloody. And then Luce is like... I'm so sorry what happened. I don't I didn't mean I didn't think it would do that and she thinks she's talking to Margarita but it's actually the demon. And then the demon just grabs her and makes out with her and I believe transfers into Luz also. Because at the very end, 
The detective is walking loose out, has her sign some paperwork, and then escorts her out the door. And as that's happening, we get a voiceover from the interpreter, I believe the interpreter, begging the detective to kill Luce because it's got that thing inside her. That's what I got. You got anything different, Jason? So all of this shit happened back in, what was the other country that was in Germany? Okay. So how the how the hell did the did the demon get to Germany? Nora. But... <clears throat> but you said that it was only once Luz crashed the car and Nora died that you said that, that then the demon took possession of her body. I think so. So it, did Luz not do a transference? I, I, I don't remember. Did she not transfer it to Nora? No. So at no point was she carrying the demon with her? I don't believe her. so. Okay. I could be wrong. So, unless the demon was in Nora when she first touched down in Germany, it's a it's a thought. I don't know, man. I, you're asking the wrong guy. I genuinely don't think there's an explanation out there that would make me like this movie. Okay, um, I remembered liking it a lot more than I did on this last. It's watch. It's probably the naked chick. I found that to be a little disturbing. To be honest with you, a little <laughs> off-putting there, Jason. Um. um it just made no sense to me. Um, stylistically, I really, I really did like at least at first uh, the reenactment mm-hmm. kind of part thing, and just kind of how they filmed that. Sure, um, I thought that was kind of something fresh. Yeah, something new. Yeah, yeah. Um, but outside of that, man, like this thing was just silly. Um, it's very hard to follow. I could be completely off base with everything I just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I almost hope I am, because if that would add like an extra well, layer of depth to it. Too bad you don't speak Spanish. You would have understood the whole thing. I think more German than Spanish, I right? I, I don't know, man. I I'm don't being know. a bit facetious. <laughs> How dare you? Take your facetious and get out of here. Um, I, it's definitely original. I'll give it that. Um, the idea of the demon being enamored with the mortal and going to great lengths to get back to her, that's something that I thought was kind of original. Uh, it's very hard to follow because all of the you, the reenactment goes into another reenactment and then like when the therapist gets there, he tries to put on his own reenactment by j- jumping into drag and getting into the make-believe car with her. Yeah. I'm not sure what the point of that was, except to explain to her that maybe Nora was the demon the whole time, or... So if Nora... Okay, let's say Nora flew to Germany with the demon in her. Okay. She then finds Luz. Luz maybe realizes that the demon is in Nora, crashes the car. Okay. But then... At some point, because that's just a reenactment at, right. that, at that point. Right. At some point, this dead Nora had to have walked to a bar right. and diddled a guy in a bathroom and transferred itself. Okay. So. It's possible. What did Luz, I guess that maybe that's the point where she ends up in the police station. Was she crashed a car, left Nora's body, possibly. Right. right. Uh, walked to the police station. Um, meanwhile, back at the taxi, Nora is 
getting up, walking around, goes to the bar, hooks up with the psychotherapist, um, transfers to that to body. Th- but why bother? Well, I mean, if all you got to do is grab her and kiss her, she could have done it as Nora before she even got in the cab. Yeah, just right? give her a little smooch. Yeah, boom, done. We're back together, babe. Mm. Me and you. I don't know, man. Like I said, I like I like the concept of it. There, I, I think we got a little too artsy fartsy with the got a little silly with that uh, the fog hypno, machine hypnotherapist. Let's take it easy on the fog machine, there, fellas. <laughs> that thing was turned up to eleven. It's, it's making it very difficult for me to understand <laughs> what the fuck is happening here. I say it's only an hour and ten minutes. It's worth it's worth checking out. See if maybe you get something out of it that we didn't. I don't know. Um, I think it's streaming on Tubi right now. Yep. Oh, and maybe a few other places. Or you can buy the limited edition Blu-ray, like me, from uh, Vinegar Syndrome for about 10 bucks. It's got a nice slipcover. Not getting that money back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take us a break, Jason Harrell. All right.
Hey inmates, if you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, Jason. Yeah, boy. Do you think this movie would have been any better if it was all in English? Nope. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. I understand. Uh, I'm going to need a bit of a redo on that one, apparently. Um, I mean, it probably would have had a little more of my attention. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe, you know, maybe I'm to blame for its shortcomings. No. Maybe I just wasn't zeroed in good enough. No. Uh, like <clears throat> I said, the first time I watched it, I really dug it. But I think it was just a concept, you know. Execution needs a little work. Yeah. All right, anyway, you ready to get into a meat hook this week, homeboy? You, you betcha. Three on a meat hook. This week's meat hook. Top three demon possession movies. Mm-hmm. Hit us with number three, Jason. Number three, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Very cool. That's actually my number two. Well, look at there. Look at that. <clears throat> the contortions mm-hmm. Jennifer Carpenter pulled yeah. off. Oh, God. Yeah, she did really good in it. Yeah. Yeah, I it's like a very, very solid... As many of these damn movies as there's been, uh, this is a really good um, possession movie. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, it kind of a uh, fits into that whole... Some some possession movies, they'll go into like weird religious routes. Mm. This one stayed the course pretty... Right? St- stuck with the Catholicism. That's kind of like your, your gateway drug to demonic possession. Yeah. It's Catholicism. Absolutely. So, <laughs> you know, you start messing around with Catholicism. <laughs> before you know it, you're floating on the ceiling. <laughs> don't even do it, man. That's what I say. You're spider crawling your way around the house. You don't want it. My number three. Yep. Taking of Deborah Logan. Yep. That's a good one. That is a Found good Found footage. I like the, uh, what I like the most about it is the juxtaposition of mental illness to demonic possession. And uh, where that line is officially drawn. Sure. Because, like, the majority of the stuff that she pulls could easily be written off to Alzheimer's. Oh, yeah. Or Absolutely. some other, you know, dementia thing. You bet. Until she starts with the uh, <laughs> swallowing children whole. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit of a stretch there, Billy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if losing your mind does that. Uh, maybe not. How about uh, number two, Jay? My number two, Evil Dead 2013. Very cool. <clears throat> Without a Dalbert. Yeah. Um, and she does it so well, Mia. She is gnarly, dude. All those kids, when they get when they get it, they get mm-hmm. gnarly. Yeah. Um, I think just the, the demonic possession sucks, sure. But what's even worse about it is you don't know how to fix that. And now you're stuck in a cabin with it. And all you can do is hope that it doesn't kill you. Or shoot you with a nail gun. You stand no chance. You get... With, Get her in the basement, lock that motherfucker up, and let's just, I don't know, get somebody out to an ambulance or something. I don't know what you do. I would at least, you know, rain be damned. I'd stand outside. 
I'm not staying in that fucking house. I mean, the verbal abuse alone was, it was, it was. <laughs> okay, a now you're just being mean and rude. <laughs> I don't think that was called for. <laughs> My mother's a what? <laughs> My number two already mentioned the exorcism of Emily Rose. Yes, sir. Uh, solid. How about number one? Jim? My number one, obviously, the exorcist. I had a feeling you were going to say that. And uh, I would agree, except the only reason it's not my number one is Mm -hmm. it's a great movie. There's no getting around that. A lot of people will call it the perfect film, or at least a perfect horror film. Mm -hmm. It's not a movie that I'm going to put on and watch anytime soon. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, It's very heavy. It's very very dour. It's very drab. Um, It's it's not a good time watch movie. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. You know, I hate to see the weirdo that's out there, like, hooting and hollering every time The Exorcist comes out. Whoa, here we go! It's no human centipede, too. Absolutely not. Um, But it is a great movie. Maybe, like, once a year I'll check it out. Uh, My number one Mm -hmm. is Evil Dead 1 from 1981. Mm -hmm. The exact same reasons that I already mentioned when you brought up Evil Dead from 2013. Only difference uh, for me in those two is I think that the tree rape in Evil Dead 1 really kind of solidifies what's going on, you know? You see it in Evil Dead 2, but it's or the remake of mm-hmm. Evil Dead, but it's very understated, and it's over very quickly. In Evil Dead 1, it's more of a centerpiece, I found. Uh, kind of gives you the, like, that. That that's your opening, That no, no pun intended, right. but that is your opening to how they started the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Sure, you played the tape and you read the book, but it still has to get inside somebody, both literally and figuratively, and that kind of brought the whole thing home for me. Hmm. Uh, anything from Sarah on this one? Yeah, I'm just, uh, so out of, hmm. comparing those two Evil Dead movies... <coughs> solely the tree rape thing is what throws one over the over the other yes despite the shortcomings of the original versus so many of the improvements in the remake you don't think there's at least a counterbalance there um you you think the weight of that tree alone (laughs) there were several trees it was more of a tree gangbang really (laughs) um what you what you think of as shortcomings from the original, I have no problem with. I know you hated the claymation sequence at the end. Well, um, and I won't even call them shortcomings. Okay. I will say the improvements of the remake visually, uh, because there's no claymation, right? Um, so I'm I'm not, you know, saying that against the original. I'm singing the praises of the remake, sure. Uh, modernization and improvements on the visuals, sure. That's fine. I understand that. Um, I just find the directorial style and the photography of mm-hmm. the original to be a bit superior to the remake. Okay. I have no problem with the remake whatsoever. Loved it. What? But if I had to choose between one or two to throw on in a pinch, I'd probably go with the remake. Really? But as like which one I enjoy more, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the original yeah. on that one. And yeah. it has a lot to do with the tree rape. <laughs> I'm a bit of a tree rape aficionado. I love myself some wood. You know? And uh, the way uh, Ellen Sandwee sold it, as opposed to Mia, she just kind of spread it and then shot right up. Right. 
these trees were more sensual. <laughs> they were tender lovers. A trees. nice tit grab. <laughs> you know, they wanted to make sure she enjoyed herself. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sarah comes in with uh, number three, Amityville Horror, the remake. Ryan Reynolds, duh. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Uh, number two, The Exorcist. Okay. And number one, Paranormal Activity 1. I mean, would you call that a possession movie? I would say that it turns into a possession movie. In the last eight seconds. <laughs> right? I she's entitled uh, to her opinion. Sure. Um, I would... I mean, I I see it as a a haunting movie first and foremost. I I'm on your team. Um, but I mean, it definitely turns it. It's a little before, before the eight second mark. I mean, she starts you know kind of slee stacking her way around, right. you know, and shit yeah. like that, lumbering around and stuff. Uh, she you know does take Micah out, right? Um, because of the possession. Um, so yeah, a little late in the game, but. It's kind of a hybrid. Sure. Would you call The Thing a possession movie? Uh, not a demonic possession. That's what sure. I was going to say. But yeah. just straight possession? Is that a possibility? Uh, more of a, um infection or infestation. Clone kind type. of a situation. Sure. Yeah. Right on. Uh, inmates, we would love to know what your top three demonic possession movies are. Uh, get us on the email, mail at paddedroompodcast.com or the mental health hotline, area code 775-387-0275. While you're contemplating your list, we're going to tell you what movies we got to watch this week in a little segment we like to call, What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? Little movie from 2023 called From Black, Jason. Mm -hmm. Not bad. Streaming on Shutter right now. Did you ever see a movie called A Dark Song? That ring a bell. Uh, This chick hires somebody that she believes to be a wizard (laughs) to help her. They rent out this big mansion and they got to do like this 30-day ritual to summon... Uh, her guardian angel. Does, is, none of this is ringing. None of this rings a bell. Okay, but you had me a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy is a full wizard. <laughs> this movie from Black is very similar to that. Uh, basically, you have a drug addict mom who, through her own drug use and negligence, loses a son, uh, very young one, and then this chucklehead comes along and says, "Hey, I can bring your son back for you. We just have to do all these nutty rituals." And naturally, shit goes awry from of there. Of course. Uh, not that dissimilar from uh, a dark song, but much darker and much more malevolent, I guess. And uh, the ending is a lot darker, too. Yeah. So there's that. That's all I got to look at, buddy. How about you? Only one thing, <clears throat> other than required viewings, uh, the hole in the ground. Okay. Uh, I give it a five out of ten. It's a very average movie. Hole um, in the ground. When did that one come out? Let me is 2019. Okay. It's an Irish movie. Okay. Seen it? No, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. No no good, you say? Kind of a, yet another almost like doppelganger type okay. of movie. Um, you can kind of see a lot of things coming a mile away. Uh, ending, not really good payoff. But, you know, 
It served a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Irish movie about a hole in the ground. What do you expect? Right on, man. How That's about some it. immersion therapy then? Immersion therapy. What did you think of the device there, Jason? I did not like this movie. I didn't care for it myself. Yeah, this was not very good. I'm looking at the thumbnail, and it's got a chick hooked up to a bunch of hoses and gauges. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, like, pumps and whistles and flugelhorns. And uh, they it, give you a cue ball. They give you a, a well, cue actually ball. an eight ball with no number on it. That's what it is. They give you a black ball, and that's that's it. And uh, the boyfriend spaz. There's some allusions to an alien abduction, and the boyfriend is like making deals with the aliens because he wants the cue ball back. It's very slow. It's very drab. Um, the alien. Uh, I mean, all things considered, uh, didn't look awful. Uh, there was a couple of times it didn't look good. No. But uh, there was a couple of shots where it wasn't awful. Um, he did have the same prosthetic fingers as the uh, main vampire in subspecies. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> Those, Those long, were like eight inches empty long rubber apiece. fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's not. That's just not good. It's very And boring. that rubber ball is just... You there's got, so there's just no payoff, man. No, man, it's a lacrosse ball. That's all it is. It's that, and, and you know, oh, I, I hold it and I feel and I can see and I look. Not, it's magnetic. Oh, oh, all right. Oh, we, this is gonna make us rich. It's a ball. <laughs> it's just a ball, man. It doesn't really yeah. do anything. Try except, that on eBay. Yeah, here you go. It's a black lacrosse ball. Dollar <laughs> forty nine, dude. Right on, man. I say you can skip it. Uh, it's if you're look if you're looking at the thumbnail, it looks very intriguing because it looks like some kind of biomechanical situation. And you read the synopsis. Yeah, it's a very like H.R. Geiger yeah. type of image. Yeah, and then you read the synopsis, and it's like, oh, these chicks go out to a cabin in the woods. So you're thinking maybe like an Evil Dead thing, and then no, none none, none of the above. More family drama than anything, and these two sisters being absolute snatches to each other yeah. over their uh, dead mom. Mm-hmm. That's the majority of it, man. I say you skip it. Yep. Your immersion therapy for this week is going to be... Your immersion therapy for this week is going to be The Possessed from 2021. Find this one streaming on Tubi, inmates. Check that shit out. We will do the exact same thing, and we can compare notes next week. It kind of flows with our uh, demonic possession situation. Unless, of course, this is just a car that has gone into default on its loan, and then they had to come <laughs> the, get it. The Repossessed. Oh, shit. Did you ever see that movie, Repossessed? Yeah. With Leslie Nielsen? Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> completely stupid. Still holds up, if you ask <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, but it's completely Hilarious. stupid. Hilarious. Right on, man. Uh, well, I think it's time to educate me, then, Mr. Harrell. Educating Miss Monica. Okay. First, my clues from last week. 
I am a vampire, and I have woken from a century slumber by a dipshit construction crew. Uh, turns out my once aristocratic family... Oh, fucking have a stroke trying to come up with that word. Aristocratic family has fallen into uh, some hard times. We were once royalty in this region, and now our business is in decline... Our uh, fishing boats are all wrecked. The goddamn witch that put me in the ground to begin with is thriving. She's wrecked my business and taken most of it over. And now I must reaffirm myself and get my family back on the right track, get rid of these losers that are hanging around, and reestablish my dominance. I am, of course, Barnabas Collins from Dark Shadows, Jason. The Johnny Depp version. You ever seen it? Nope, it's I haven't. I haven't watched it. It's a pretty good show. Is it? It's a good Halloween show. It got shit on quite heavily. It did. Well, but, but it's fine. There's a lot of fucking dark shadows doofuses out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You actually told me there was something a little weird about it, like some there, o- undertones. Of there's a blowjob scene. Oh, there we go. Which is kind of strange for huh. a. But a PG thirteen. It's not really a blowjob scene. Yeah. Helena Bonham Carter goes down on him, oh. and then he kind of gives like a blowjob <laughs> face, like a, oh. <laughs> that was a, definitely a blowjob. There is a blowjob situation. Too bad we don't have our video element. It's uh, we need to work on that at some point. Who might I be this week? You ask. We do. Well, I am a struggling writer, and I am having a hell of a time putting together my next book. Uh, my goddamn editor is up my ass and, uh, I need to get something going, but I can't, I got too much like other shit going on. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to have my editor lock me in my own apartment for 30 days, no phone. I'm going to keep a TV just, you know, for whatever. Uh, and I'm going to write a book in 30 days, first draft at the very least. Unfortunately, I'm now realizing that I may be claustrophobic. And uh, there's some weird things happening with the electricity in this apartment. And I may be slowly unraveling myself over the course of the next 30 days. Or there could actually be like some kind of a psycho in here with me. I can't tell. I'm coming undone, Jason. Who might I be, you ask? Tune in next week and I will drop some knowledge on you. In the meantime, inmates, I think that's about it for us this week. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, join us next week for Terrified here in Mexican or German month. <laughs> uh, celebrating Cinco de Mayo here in the padded room. Uh, like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this show. That helps our visibility quite a bit if you have time. If you got a couple extra ducats and you feel like donating, support.paddedroompodcast.com is where you go to do that. We've got all kinds of uh, donation tiers set up with prizes and kickbacks and control of the month of whatever. Uh, Check it out. See what you think. Get back to us if you're interested. Other than that, Jay, for uh, Mexico, Mm -hmm. Chile. And or Germany. Chile and Germany. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Demons that will cross international borders to find their possessees. Possessors, I don't know, whatever you do there. Uh, cab drivers that should really get some sleep before they uh, hang out at the airport. Siesta. Siestas. And the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye.